Good morning, baby. I'm back. I'm tending my farm. I'm tending my animals. Hello, everyone. Welcome is. back to episode 13 of the Frog Splash Experience, mm-hmm. Frog Splash Podcast, the Frog Splash LLC. Clothing Line, the Frog Splash Brewery, LLC Rock Collection. Brewery? There you go. Yeah. Mm. I like that. We collect rocks. Oh. oh um, right. Yeah, so we welcome back. Right we've, here. we've got some fun stuff planned for today. We've got a... a very special guest with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. mute, so he'll be signing this entire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this entire. <laughs> he's got a whiteboard. Video. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We're we're here with Matt, um, Jack, Frank, and then obviously me, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Don't call him Big Daddy. I like this one. Nah, this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> um, and then we're back with another beer, obviously. So this beer, Jack, do you want to grab that and? Yeah, we can go in this one. This one, not too much about it. Um, it's an IPA. I picked it up on the shelf because it looked super fucking cool. Oh yeah, these um, are nice. But it's called, it's from uh, Barrier Chinese Brewing. For me. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they're out of, but it's New an York. I New York. Yeah, Oceanside, New York. Uh, it's an IPA. It's seven point four percent, and it's uh, another one of those contract brews with uh, a place called Interborough. So uh, intercourse, intercourse, interborough. So Barrier Brewing is intercourse uh, brewing. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try and fly through this one because we got uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot to talk, talk about. about. Here we go. I think I'm gonna really like this one. Just I don't like the smell of it. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, that's your that's your money that's your money bag that's your money back guarantee IPA right there. Mm. Right. That tastes yeah that tastes like um that tastes like Ooh. stem cells. <laughs> stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty good, man. Um, it just like bit, pretty much tastes like your run-of-the-mill IPA. Run-of-the-mill. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. 7.4%. Um, so let's just rip through the... Rating? Do, do all three of yours at the same time. Okay. All right. Chase so first. Let me take one more sip. All right. 7-7-7. Seven, 7-heaven, seven, seven. <sighs> seven bro. 7-heaven? Yeah. All right, man. I give it a 8 for the taste. The can is fucking so dope. Um, they got this, like holographic Pokemon card look going on. So I, I, I give that like a fucking nine. Dude. Yeah, I really, really like cool. that. And then, yeah, I'd buy this again. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going eight, three. I'm going nine on the can and I'm going, I would buy it again. Okay. And that is your beer rating real quick. Damn, bro. That's real a, easy. That's that Usain Bolt. That's Usain <laughs> right there. Did you eared me? Usain's uh, insane. I wouldn't buy it again. You wouldn't? No. Only if it was for free. That's Frank's answer for literally every single yeah, I don't know, man. He's over here sipping it like it's wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he needs a Coke next to him. Dude, so I did see his it. pinky actually stick out yeah. when he took that first sip. He got real classy with it. Yeah. That's, um, that's very sweet of you. Sweet? I'm a sweet guy. Yeah, so we're, let's uh, let's kind of just dive right in. So Matt is uh, is a good friend of ours from, from back in the day. Um, he's got a fucking wicked story. Mm-hmm. Um, some trials, some tribulations, some travel. And, uh, you know, fucking and trucking, baby. That's right. So, Motto. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, do you want to just kind of start? We Like, we'll get into, like, what exactly we want to talk about. Do you want to just kind of start from the beginning and we can rail down? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I just didn't drink here. So, you know, there was um, a lot of use in my life. So, if, like, we rewind to high school, you know, it, it looked like my whole life, like, leading up to high school, I was always like uncomfortable in my own skin and like Mm -hmm. disconnected from everybody and always felt just off you know and around like i want to say 10th grade is when i started getting into like weed and like alcohol and like i finally found like a comfort zone for me and i ran with that you know and like 
by the time I'm 17 years old, like I don't want to dive too long into this, but by right. the time I'm 17, I'm already addicted to cocaine, using cocaine every single day of the week. Um, you know, trying to manage life, you know, like I'm graduated. I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. Didn't take my SATs. All I cared about was getting by, having fun and just doing what I could to like survive each day, Mm -hmm. you know? And then that took me into about two years of running with that. And then I got hooked on to Percocet and that was my life for about the next three years. And then towards the end there, it was heroin because that's the that's the way it goes and that's the big thing around here is it a money thing like the the transition from percocet to heroin or yeah i mean at 17 years old it's really hard to find a cocaine habit considering it's about 60 dollars a gram and Mm -hmm. i don't have a job so Mm -hmm. it's more so like what are my parents going to give me and what can me and my friends scrounge together and then like percocet it's like it's definitely significantly cheaper than than cocaine but heroin is like the money shot like that is like $10 $10 gets you higher yeah. than all of it. That know? bang for your buck. Absolutely. Right. You know, and it's just like, it, it's worth it, man. I mean, in the sense, like, right, if, yeah. when you're using, it's like, all right, this makes the most sense, which is why you see so many people using that way and getting into that now because it's cheaper, it lasts longer, and, you know, it's just a better high all around. Right. You know, and for me, it was like, it wasn't quick for, like, my bottom to hit and for me to wake up one day and just be completely suicidal completely mm-hmm. depressed, completely hopeless and having no option, you know? And, and at that point, my mom tried to send me to rehab and I was so against that idea because I knew the second I came out of rehab, I was going to get right back into using, mm-hmm. you know, the same way I was like, it's, it truly is like about who you surround yourself with. And my friends weren't all doing that, right. but like they were drinking and stuff. And for me, it's like the second I drink is the second I want to get high and right. there's, there's no stop. And it's just like a domino effect. Yeah. So my only option was to move to Los Angeles because my brother had been out there. He'd been about three years sober, and I pretty much detoxed in the back of a Honda Civic. We drove 13 hours the first day to Chicago, and I was withdrawing off Percocet at the time because that's what I was using the Mm -hmm. heaviest. And we get to Chicago, and I was looking for a way, literally looking for, like, a toaster or something. Like, I was ready to fill up the bathtub. Like, I was not ready to be sitting here still today. Right. Like, I was low, depressed, and I could not get out of it. You know, and then I get to Los Angeles, and, like, I ran around, and I smoked for a while. And then eventually somebody sat me down, and they were like, listen, man, you're going to kill yourself, like, being half in, half out of this. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to, like, your rock bottom doesn't need to look like everybody's. And that's a big thing I tell people now. Like, everyone's like, oh, you need to be arrested, you need to be homeless, you need to be this, you need to be that. It's like, no, it's like, it's when you can't dig anymore is when you hit your bottom and you say, okay, I need help. Right, yeah. Because I couldn't live like that. Like, I still had a job at the time, you know, I still lived, like, I had a roof over my head, like, I hadn't been arrested, but internally, like, I was, I was so gone. You were, right. So, they... You, uh, not to interrupt, do you think, so, your rock bottom, because <clears throat> I think, I think this is a, a good point that I want to make before I forget, is it doesn't really matter, like... Do you think you were without help until you hit your own rock bottom, until you truly wanted it? Absolutely. I don't think there's reaching any addict or alcoholic or anybody in active use Mm -hmm. until they finally can't dig anymore. Because for me, it was like, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time and she was always like sending me like links and stuff to addiction and all about Mm -hmm. this stuff. But it wasn't like, to me, I didn't, I didn't look at it as addiction or a problem. Did you think you had it under control? Yeah, absolutely. You know, because like, and for me, like a big thing about, about that was like, I never used the same thing every single day. Right. I would always switch back and forth. So I was like, well, I'm not hooked on this one thing. Right. So I can, I can do this controllably and then switch over and I, I don't, but I'm just like replacing and running from the shit that was like actually distracting me. Right, right. 
you know, so for me, like when I finally like had to hear like, okay, your, your rock bottom is your rock bottom. It doesn't need to match, you know, everybody you've seen before you, you don't need to be the guy on the news. You don't need to be overdosing all the time. You don't need to get hit with Narcan or whatever. Like you just, you just need to not be able to dig anymore. And when I heard that, like I finally stood up in an AA meeting and I said, I'm Matt, I'm an alcoholic and I'm an addict. And that's when everything changed. Like I finally was willing to accept like that. I had nowhere else to run. And that, you know, there was nowhere else for me to go. Mm-hmm. And I had no choice. I was either, it was either get, get sober or die. Right. Like it, it was one of two options and it was very cut and dry and very clear, you know, and I, I took the let's get sober and like, I made a promise to myself the first day I got sober. It was May 29th, 2016. So you just, you just very recently hit one, almost a week ago, about eight days ago, you hit your three year, three year mark, yeah. which is awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Man. Thank you. Sure. Nice. Thank you. But it was like on that day, I remember standing up and I said, if I don't feel better within a year, I will kill myself. Like right. that was a promise I made to myself. Give this all, you're all for a year. And if you still feel like shit, go mm-hmm. ahead. You can, you can end it, but at least try something different. Right. You know, and within six months I was feeling better than I ever had. Yeah. Right. Dude, that's it's it's like I'm, awesome. I got goosebumps. Yeah, I do too, man. That's <laughs> and and I think the the craziest part is is you talk a lot about it being like your own experience. You have to hit your own rock bottom. Um, and like I know that like I personally and I, I, almost all of us, we saw you in that period when you yourself were in your darkest. I would have never known. Right. I would have never thought no twice about idea. it. For I sure. think right. oh, Matt's coming over. Like we're gonna have a great time tonight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I think you did almost a good job of hiding it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Which- that's, that's what I prided myself on was like always distracting my, like nobody ever knew that I was in the, ba- like when I would go to the bathroom, I was going in there to do drugs. Right. Right. But in front of everybody else, I was simply just drinking. Right. That, had- well, that's the thing. You're around yeah. a bunch of drunk people. People exactly. are, are yeah. less perceptive of what you're doing. Yeah. And I feel like that's how a lot of people get through that is like, you have no idea. Like when you're so shocked some of the times when you see the people who overdosed, mm-hmm. you have no idea what they're hiding behind the scenes or like when they get home after right. drinking with everybody and they're on their own. And that's when you see a lot of the people overdosing like, oh, I had no idea he was doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're not, we're not prideful of this. It's not like we want to pull out heroin at a party and be right. like, hey, guys, look at this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good point. And it's funny because, like you said, um, when you're 17, like you, you, you're, you don't even feel right in your own skin. Like you don't – right. you're, you're – I'm sure like anxiety and things like that, you just feel Absolutely. out of place. But – so you go from doing this thing that uh, I guess alleviates that feeling – yeah, and absolutely. Then, but then at the same time, you're you're creating this huge skeleton in the closet where you're hiding this huge pillar that is becoming like part of your life. Right. So you you're masking an issue, but creating one that's arguably much worse. Absolutely. You're just running from your problems that you're already you know that you don't want to face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a reason behind everybody's like anxiety and depression and everything that goes on with that, and. You know, that brings up, like, a big thing about, like, when people ask, like, is addiction a disease? And people are like, well, you chose to stick the needle in the arm. You chose to do this. Well, I agree that you chose what to become addicted to, but you're an addict from the Mm -hmm. time you were born. Like, there is something, like, the four of us sit down right now. You put out a line of cocaine for each of us. Say it's the first time we did it. Mm -hmm. You three might react like normally and be like oh that was cool like i could do it again i'll sit there and i'll be thinking immediately when am i going to do this again how soon are we going to do this again right like i have an obsessive mind and it still comes out today i am still full-blown an addict i am three years removed from using drugs and alcohol have no desire to pick up a can of beer right now but i am still addicted to like you know like i became addicted to women i become addicted to food video games like whatever it is that like brings like instant like gratification 
and a sense of like relief from like the reality and whatever I'm feeling mm-hmm. inside, I run with it until I no longer can use it and it doesn't work for me. Right. Have you, have you been able to transition? And I, 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 there's some more stuff I want to talk about with that, but have you been able to transition to a place where you use that obsessive mindset in a healthy way? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing was like becoming addicted to like fitness. Okay. And it's like, like getting in the gym six days a week mm-hmm. and, and working out in a healthy way and like taking that like food addiction, but making it like healthier right. food mm-hmm. and like taking that addiction and making it meditation, which right. is something like I never would be able to sit down for, let alone a minute and like sit with myself and my thoughts and not need something to distract me. Right. And now I can sit down for like 20 minutes, like complete silence and just like everything just goes blank. And I do that. I did that addictively right. so that I could get to that relief where, and you know, it's like all healthy vices that I mm-hmm. finally have. Which is good. I mean, I, I, cause I think you definitely got to make replacements in your life cause you're, you're filling a void, right? Like, Absolutely. Like uh, a big part of you is lost in that addiction. Right. And then it's, and I, I'm just talking from what I'm thinking is, um, you got to refill that with you can choose to do it healthily like you're doing or right. I'm sure that there's unhealthy unhealthy vices as well that people choose or they choose to go back down that path. Right, exactly. And that's the thing is like that's why they have like steps outlined to do this. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you don't get taught how to stop drinking and using. You get taught how to to live your life and face the problems head on that you're going to deal with regardless. Like just because you're sober doesn't mean shit doesn't happen in life. This is life. It's right. completely yeah. unfair. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, everything happens all the time and it's like for me it's really easy for like to be able to grab a pill and completely warm my entire body and numb right. myself out to those issues and not deal with them and not feel them and run with them until eventually they just go away. But, you know, it's all about learning how to cope with what you're feeling, get through it, you know, and these steps like outline a way for you to live a life of freedom so that, you know, every time like it's challenging. These three years have been super tough. And it's like because I I don't do anything perfectly and I probably never will. And I didn't do this program perfectly. And I got real dark about nine months ago. And like I hit like an emotional bottom sober, Mm -hmm. you know, and like that's life. And I was like, I'm not supposed to feel like this. I'm sober. Like I I haven't touched drugs. Like why is this still happening? It's because I was running from shit that I still didn't address. Because you got to face the music of real life outside of addiction Absolutely, right? Yeah. So do you think – and I've I've watched a lot of – a lot of like podcasts and things about certain people who have gone sober or have hit that rock bottom. Um, and some of them have mentioned that they, so like you mentioned that you have to deal with things from before your or before or during that you're ignoring. Um, do you think that your emotions are more like real or more intense now that you don't have something to mask them with? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, do you think you feel things harder? I think I feel everything way harder. Right. You know, and it's like, it's because I'm not like numbing myself every single day before like that problem occurs. Yeah. So it's like I'm feeling everything that I have to go. Like I like I went through heartbreak and sobriety. Mm-hmm. Like last week I lost my mom, mm-hmm. you know, in sobriety. Like I have to feel all this shit, and like I have to sit there and like I have to process it, and I have to be like, okay, what can I do better? You know, what can I do in my next relationship? Right. You know that I don't have to feel this way again, or like what can I do tomorrow to make you know be a little bit better than today? Right. You know, and it's like all about just like feeling that as much as it sucks and like being like, okay, let me learn from this instead of like, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Let me go in the opposite direction. Right. Like they say, it's like a lot easier for you to like go through things as challenging as instead of going around them, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's completely different when like you decide, all right, let me just like get to the other side of this as fast as I can, no matter how badly it's going to hurt and no matter how hard it is. Right. Instead of me running around it for like two, three years, and then maybe eventually I'll I'll be able to cross it. Right. One of the one of the cool things I think of it's 
really minimal, but it's like every year you just had your three year. You post that picture. It has the just the counter. Right. So yeah. I think that's fucking huge. Like yeah. just to be able to see it's like the numbers feeling. tick up. Yeah. I mean, I I pull that thing out like every like yeah. I check it monthly. You know, every time I'm around my like month, like I know on the 29th I'll have another month. Mm-hmm. So I'll pull that that out and I'll look at it. And like this, it's like this app that also has like the book and all the okay. information and stuff behind it. Gotcha. So it's like when when you're ever like feeling like what am i doing this for and you pull that out and you look oh i have three years removed from drugs and alcohol i remember when i couldn't get three hours oh this Mm -hmm. is why i'm doing it you know it's like you have something constantly with you to remind you of hey this is what you're doing it for and look how far you've come yeah it's like such a small little thing but right it's accountability too yeah Yeah. it's it's something that you can actually see so this the program is this like the 12 step like classic yeah okay yeah 12 step AA program you know, and like that's like the, you said the accountability thing. It's like, and it's like for me, it's like now it's at pride too. It's yeah. like, okay, I have three years sober. Why would I throw that away? Right. Like I still have dreams where I get like drunk or I drink, and like the second second I take a sip of beer, I feel like this insane anxiety in my dream. Like why did I just throw away three right. years of hard work for for what? A right. hangover tomorrow and like a little bit of numbness. I, I can't even imagine yeah. the guilt if you you know what I yeah. mean. And like, and like, I see a lot of people who get like a lot of time and whatever, and they go out for whatever reasons. And it's just like, you know, I, I get it. Like life happens, but it's like, how hard do you want to work to be a better person right. and better yourself tomorrow? Right. And you've gone through some really, like some really hard shit, um, like heartbreak, obviously like your mom. So it's almost like what would be hard enough that it would be worth throwing away for almost nothing. Absolutely. There's very yeah. little you could go through that would be harder than what you've already. Right. I, I think I just went through the hardest thing possible. 100%. Sure. You yeah. know, and the fact that I'm still sitting here and like the entire time I didn't feel any desire to drink or pick up was right. like this huge like relief. It was like, okay, I faced my hardest test that I'll probably ever have to face besides maybe losing like a spouse too early right. you know to death but other than that it's just like there is literally nothing you can throw in my direction where i'll be like uh, I'm, I'm better off getting high instead yeah. of dealing yeah. with this and it's yeah. got to be a good feeling coming out on the other side of those issues and thinking like i didn't use or i didn't drink i didn't do this um like you handled it you right know i mean like it's you just, can see a change in your personality and your mindset absolutely and it's just like more confidence that builds up leading into like the next life like i know i'm going to get faced with more problems of course you know this is life there's yeah. literally nothing perfect about it you know we are going to run into problems multiple throughout the years mm-hmm. and they're going to be tough and each problem could get harder or could get easier right it just depends on like the type of work you put in between each problem so that you can continue to walk forward right so you were you were saying that um you know people run into issues when they go back out after being sober after time do you yeah. do you still like like from time to time go out and just you're able to control control it or do you just stay away from going out like nightlife at all i mean i go out i go out to the bar still all the time and like there's never like a time like i like i still live a life you know what i mean it's not like on friday night saturday night i'm sitting inside like playing Fortnite. yeah Yeah, like not doing anything (laughs) not talking to anybody like i still go out to the bars and i still dance at the bars and like hit on women or whatever you know i still live this life And it's like it's a beautiful thing to wake up and like literally remember every single uh, action yeah. from the night yeah. before yeah. and be like, I still had fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't need to get pissed drunk and like make a fool of myself in order to go out and dance and like feel comfortable. You know, I was able to just do it. So it's like it takes a bit. Like my first couple months, like, yeah, I would go out to the bars and I'd be like crawling and like like oh, oh, yeah. what do I talk to this person yeah, about? Like how do weird. I how do I fit in? 
Yeah. You know, and now it's like I can sit around people who are all drinking and I'll be like, drink more, yeah. sip more than just like a little <laughs> sip of wine there, right. you know, like, like, like do more, you know, yeah. have fun. That's How awesome. do people react? Cause I'm sure it comes up in conversation, whether it's you're talking to a woman or you're meeting people. How do people typically react to you? Do, do you bring it up? Oh, that's the first thing. Like if I'm like on a first date or anything, like mm-hmm. that's the first thing, like I want to get out there because right. so my last relationship ended, you know, and it was partially because I was sober. Like, and they she, weren't. Yeah, and she she didn't want me like she didn't want to be with somebody who was going to be sober for the rest of their lives, you know. And like that's complete, and it's and it, it sucked, but it's like also understandable. It's preference, I guess. Yeah, and it's like a big thing for me was like finally like realizing like like I need to take the victimhood out of everything, yeah. and I need to find my part in that, right? So like I was like, okay, that's fine, you know. Like I was pissed for a while, and then like I was able to like and like I held on to that. So for me, like I the first date or first like. Like meeting anybody, oh, I've been sober for this long. Right. Hopefully, it's not a problem. Do you think it scares people away at all? I mean, it, it can scare some people away because they're just like, I think if it's scary for anybody, it's because they're like, what happens if he relapses? Okay. What is what does life look right. like then? Like right. this is the guy I'm getting, but what happens if like life gets hard and you relapse, and then I'm coming home to an alcoholic and an active addict? Right. right I didn't right. sign up for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where people get scared, but like. Like, like being like actively sober, like I don't see anybody, like as long as I'm like being the good person that I'm supposed to be, I don't see anybody like getting deterred or like being like, oh no, I can't, I can't be around you. Right. So do you think, and this is kind of a tough question. Do you think that, um, like at this point, because you're three years and there's going to be, you know, dozens of years after this, but do you think at this point in your sobriety, does it define who you are or is this just another facet of your life? Um, I mean, it's absolutely the most important thing in my life, right? It's number one. Like sobriety is always going to be the most important thing in my life. It doesn't define me. Like the person like I've molded into, I think defines me, you know, like my character, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, like what I hold myself accountable for, like being more honest and, you know, being more kind to people and Mm -hmm. understanding. And like, like I said, taking away like the victimhood, like not like making everything about me. You know, that's what defines me. But I wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for me getting sober. Right. Because I would still be self-centered and self-seeking and, like, do everything just to, like, please me. Right. You know, so so if I lose that, then, yeah, I lose everything. So you, in a way, yeah, sobriety does, like, define who I am. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, like, a factor and, a, like, a learning experience so that I can actually right. find who it's I like am. It's like helping to write the next chapter. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm 25. I have so much to learn about myself yeah. still. I mean, we all do. Yeah. You know, and I don't think, like, if there's ever any time, like point in time when somebody is, like, I have nothing else. Like, I already know everything I need to know about myself. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. yeah. When you're beat, dude. Like, yeah. you're yeah. the yeah. fuck yeah. you just yeah. done? Yeah. Like, you just yeah. right. flip a switch just and just sit yeah. yeah. power down. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm 40 years old. I know everything I need yeah. to know about my life. There's nothing for me to Go improve on. Bullshit. Like you have so much to learn, man. Like you are nobody's perfect and no. nobody will ever be perfect. Like you can't sit here and say, like, oh my life, I know everything. Like I'm I'm good. Like I have nothing mm-hmm. to change. Fuck yourself, man. Yeah. yeah. For you're sure. nuts. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you're yeah. be, and you're maybe you're content, which is like arguably even worse. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Definitely worse. And that's the thing. Like I, I got content. Mm-hmm. You know, I got real content around like a year and a half in sobriety. And like I was at, oh, I've already learned everything. And that's why I can sit here and confidently say, oh, right. you, you know, because I was like, oh, I learned everything about myself. Like, look, I don't drink anymore. I don't do right. this. Like, I, I held myself accountable for all this shit. Like, I'm good. And then I got stagnant, you know, in my life and stopped trying to improve on things. And then it was real quick for me to fall back into that like constant anxiety and depression right. and just miserable all the fucking time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So, 
this is like kind of an off the off the brain. You don't smoke cigarettes or anything. No. So you're like I am. I don't do caffeine. I am really? like literally as sober as like sober can get. Wow. Like dude. no caffeine. Because a lot of people fall no, into the cigarettes for sure. A lot of people fall into nicotine. A lot of people fall into like Red Bull and shit. Right. And like I can't like if I if I drink a Red Bull like I have anxiety for like three days yeah, straight. Dude, dude. Dude. Yeah. yeah. You know. So it's like I like the only thing that I use is like cbd but the ones with like zero thc right right right. Yeah. Okay. and that's just because it's like it's a cure-all for literally yeah, everything dude. so mm-hmm. you, you believe it not believe in it but like you've you've seen the benefit of it absolutely i've never tried it so i can't speak to it it's way. it's i mean i i get why people like do it with the thc because you still get high or whatever right. if you use enough like right. it takes a lot of use but like for like people like me and like people who are sober and still deal with like anxiety but like don't want to go down like the medication route right like cbd is the answer for mm-hmm. that like it is literally like fixes everything and it could just be a placebo effect even if it is though who cares yeah. right exactly that's the you- thing like the second i take it i'm just like okay you right. know i have like this like confidence behind me that like this is going to help me stay mellow throughout this yeah so did you go on to any medication when you said you detox in the back behind a civic bro that's like the i'm, I'm trying to that's picture that that sounds like <laughs> can you like kind of describe shit, that dude. like in the, in the in the best like what the, the best way you could what was that like so Okay, so me and two of my best friends packed up a Honda Civic. So I didn't even have the entire back seat. Right. I had literally one, one little seat. seat. Oh, my God. Because the, the other kid was moving out there already, and mm-hmm. we had our shit packed in there. So I literally had one seat in the back, and, like, we're maybe two or three hours into this oh into this God. drive, and I just go, oh, fuck. And I become this, like, they, they'll, they'll stand by this forever, like this annoying miserable just like angry person yeah. snapping at everything like i'm sweating for no reason Whoa. the ac's on like i'm like sitting there like my like skin is like crawling like i'm like itching out of my skin like anxiety beyond oh dude it was like and there was no escape yeah, like we're driving yeah car. i'm stuck in the car like on the highway driving 13 hours to fucking chicago <laughs> on the oh first God. day of a of a 39 hour drive to los angeles oh and like God. you know three hours into it, i'm like I made a mistake. Yeah. I was like, I should not be in this car right now. Like, like, do we have anything in here that yeah. can like get me high or yeah. like a little bit? And you know, and it was like, dude, it was the worst experience of my life. And like, I tell people that like in like recovery, that like have gone through detox and they're like bro mm-hmm. i can't even imagine like that would be enough to make me afraid to relapse yeah. just like that experience alone <laughs> like it was it was hell man it was it they, was terrible they make a, a med- i was listening recently and i texted frank about this uh artie lang you familiar with artie lang yeah i listened to his uh howard interview where he like first starts talking about um that he had a problem one and that he went sober and he like checked himself into a 24-hour clinic or whatever what's it, it's suboxone maybe something like suboxone that? is like it weans you off of heroin but right the fucked up thing about Suboxone is, like, if you've never done heroin... You get addicted to Suboxone? It's the same exact feeling. Ugh. The first downer I ever did was a Suboxone. Right. I literally took it, felt the greatest high in the world, fell asleep for about an hour and a half, woke up, threw up, was the angriest I've ever been, and I instantly wanted more. Really? Like, it was a terrible experience, but oh it gosh. fucked me up beyond belief, like, higher than anything I've yeah, ever experienced. Yeah. So, like, the thing with Suboxone was, like... Yeah, it helps people that are very addicted to heroin, but then they just get addicted to Suboxone. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's it's insane. Like they yeah. like I know people that'll be like sober for eighteen months, but I've been using Suboxone this entire time. So they're not sober. Exactly. 
and it, it's just like it's, it's, it's fucked, like, dude. It's, it's still they replace drugs with more drugs. Mm-hmm. It's just like a lesser one, and it's you know there's less of a death rate. Well, that's like it. big pharma in America. Oh, yeah. That's the goal. That's it's so money. fucked yeah. up, and that like bring like I like so around eighteen months of sobriety. I got put on Lexapro and Gabapentin because okay. I, when I hit that emotional bottom, right. and I those was like, are antidepressants. Lex- it's Lexapro, Lexapro is, right? yeah, Lexapro is an antidepressant, and then Gabapentin is like it's like a nerve fucking pill that they're supposed to give to people with like severe nerve damage, but they give it to people with anxiety because it literally just blocks everything. So do you just feel nothing if when you're you, on it? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> you just feel nothing. You don't feel happy. You just don't feel sad. You literally feel like I can't. I couldn't even daydream. Like that's how like blocked all my emotions were. Bro, what? Oh my so, God. so that's like that's it's the like forty year old content dude. motherfucker, dude. Yeah, yeah just, dude. it's like a yeah. fucking robot. Yeah, like and like the, how's that a way to live? And there's people that take that Jimmy. prescription <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like people and I, I like, you know, for me, I got put on it because I didn't know. Right. Like I didn't know anything about it. I was like, okay, this pill is like once again goes back to that instant gratification. This is gonna fix the anxiety and that gabapentin. Yeah, it fixed it immediately and it blocked everything. Mm-hmm. And there was like no work that I could do because I couldn't process any of right. my own emotions. It's like a bandaid on a broken arm. Right. And they put me on. I got put on this. So like I went in there and I told them that I had a panic attack and had severe anxiety. And she gave me a diagram of how a brain works and then she was like okay we're gonna give you this pill and this pill i had never been on medication for antidepressant like medication or anything in my life right i told her i'm 18 months sober like i really rather not do this so this is this is the answer to this you know they're just throwing out medication to you i'm on this shit for six weeks literally the most depressed i had ever been really well because you can't feel you know you're not getting better right it's like the shit that like when someone's has a role you just like automatically trust them you ever mm-hmm. like hear that like fucking thing? yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like so like a doctor's telling you here this and this and you're like what the fuck am i gonna say against yeah. you right i i trusted what they were yeah. saying they were like so this is gonna block casually. your thoughts from occurring okay sign me up for that yeah. like like i i am yeah. all for you blocking like the constant negative thoughts that i'm right. feeling right now but also blocking anything positive everything else yeah you know it literally oh, blocked that's everything thing, else man. and that's the thing is like we are we're thrown on like our generation is thrown on medication like it's candy. Like mm-hmm. they will literally give anybody antidepressant. You walk in there and say, "I'm sad." <laughs> okay, here's antidepressants. They don't go, yeah. "Well, what happened leading up to this? I made right, you sad." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you then know? you say you got an F on a test. Here's a thirty script of Adderall. Yeah. Like, exactly. They'll give you anything for you anything. Know, like if they if they would have took five extra minutes to talk to me and say what led up to like you feeling this anxiety and this panic attack mm-hmm. i guarantee you we could have got through it in that day just by talking right is this a doctor that you went to or is this a psychiatrist oh i went to a psychiatrist which so is even scary yeah, which is even scarier scary. right because yeah, they should be the ones doctor. to say Fuck. we should talk about this yeah. right before we start making a job to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, she, she wrote she wrote me a prescription yeah. she wrote me this is the fucked up part she wrote me the prescription and said we're gonna wean you off this in nine months why are you putting me on something for nine months just to take me off like yeah. you know like, it's like what? forget who you are for nine months and then we'll yeah. try again then and yeah. then she was like i'll see you in six months and then she was like here's the bill 550 dollars i have two prescriptions and i'm out the door you know, and Jesus, it's like, it's like, wow. And know? her Lexapro rep, the person that works for Lexapro is in there and is like, hey, if you sell this or if you prescribe this many at Lexapro's, we give you a $10,000 bonus yeah, to your practice. Bonus, yeah. That's literally how it works. It's fucked, Big Pharma is the most disgusting thing in the world. It's, it's insane, dude. And like, and we trip. all fall into this trap. Like you see so many people. I talk to so many people that are on so many different like type of like antidepressants and like anxiety medication, mm-hmm. you know, and all these people, like, I think we, as like a society, like we fall into this like oh i'm i'm facing problems i must be depressed or anxious right. 
instead of like actually just facing it. Like there's so many people that claim depression that I don't think are actually depressed. Yeah. There's, there's a major well, yeah. because that's, yeah. it's almost like the trendy thing to do. Right. Everybody's exactly. Depressed. And that's the thing good. with social yeah, media is like social Absolutely. media almost glorifies depression and yeah. anxiety like you see people all the time like making me and i get it like it's funny to yeah. like joke about yeah, shit yeah, yeah. and like whatnot but there's people actually out there like suffering with this you're a little bit anxious because you have a test coming up or you're de- like sad because you and your boyfriend broke up right you're not actually depressed there's yeah. a massive difference yeah. between having yeah. like generalized anxiety and depression and just being depressed for a moment or anxious because you're overly stressed mm-hmm. but people see this and they see like that it's the norm and they think that they need to get on this like everybody else right it's the fucking dumbass memes dude no it dude, is dude the memes Crashing the memes world. Memes by Big Pharma, dude. Yeah, the memes are ran by Big Pharma. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I read, it's, it's fucked. I'll read like Reddit threads and shit all day at work. And the people literally, the first sentence, well, as someone who suffers from depression and anxiety, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah. Right. Like, and that's all and bullshit. I'm sure some, some people do, but then there's 99% of them is they're looking to identify the people that the people that actually are feeling it like aren't on twitter tweeting about it exactly they don't want people to know they feel they feel different about themselves and ashamed you know like when i was going through my shit i wasn't on twitter tweeting about like how shitty i felt every day or being like oh retweet this because i relate to that no i was sitting there thinking like fuck life right you know and that's how people actually feel and like that's what like i had to delete twitter because like i would watch these people fall into that trap and i was just like this is like it's such it's disgusting it's a it's like a uh it's like a self-pity yeah just absolutely it's like the thing you said when we were around him he was hanging out he was going through this stuff you wouldn't be able to know and that's like the real shit that's that's the skeleton that that is that is what's real real. yeah and it's like I read this book called Lost Connections, which touches on like anxiety and depression and everything when right. I was going through that. And it talks about like how our society is literally the loneliest it's ever been. Like right. they were like, we're not more anxious and depressed and like more suicidal for no reason. It's like when something goes wrong, how many people can you call them? The average answer was like zero or one. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a huge difference from 10 years ago. And it's all because like we, we isolate ourselves and get trapped in social media. And we like, and like I read this other book called The Subtle Art of Giving a Fuck where it talks about like, you feel like shit for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You're instantly surrounded by thousands of pictures of people living their right. best lives, and now you instantly are even right. more shitty yeah. feeling. And, and you have no, uh, like, no motivation to want to make actual connections with people because you feel mm-hmm. like you have these connections through social media. Right. So yeah. why would I? Why would I come over and make an actual like friendship with yeah. you guys? Because I have no reason yeah. to. Because I could just text you, or I could be on social media. Exactly. You know what I mean? But there's nothing real there. I, I don't have a human connection. Dude, I read right. that document. Not to cut you off. Right. What's that documentary on Netflix where they talk about that? Where it's like the supermodels. Oh, the, how dude, half of them are all. All depressed the because oh, they're surrounded by all these. They it, follow all these other supermodels, and they're like, "Oh, well, my light or my pictures right. aren't getting enough likes." My, t- like, my left titty's like, not quite on. as big as hers, and yeah. it's like, on this fucking spiral path yeah. just because of Instagram, like, dude. And you see it. Nuts. I was literally gonna say that. Yeah, it's like you you. Insta- I read an article too. On top of that, it's like Instagram is like the fakest fucking thing. Like it's it's the a, a snapshot of someone's best moment of oh, yeah. like. It's just like not, I fucking, look at my own dude, and I'm yeah. thinking it's two seconds I, of somebody's one of those entire day. Like, great like, memory, right? But then I remember all the da- the dumb shit that happened yeah. in that, that same, same day. day. Uh, like five minutes later, I'm glad you mentioned that memory part because I, there was a portion in my life, like when I like like would only do shit 
just so I could like have the memory instead of like living in like the actual moment. Like Mm -hmm. I would like if I was like this isn't gonna look dope on like Instagram or something. I'm not going. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. I'd be lying if I said I never thought that before. Right. It's like this is fucking pointless. Like oh, I'm gonna go on like out on a Friday night and sit around with like a bunch of friends and watch a movie. Fuck that. That doesn't look dope. Let's go to the fucking club. Post a picture of all these people dancing around us. I'm miserable that actually during this, you know. But it looks dope to you guys. Yep. Yep. You know, and that's what we fall into. Like nobody's actually fucking happy doing this shit. Right. No, it's true. I think that the three of us are are somewhat of an exception. Like I, dude, I definitely fall into that trap on social media for sure. sure. But at the same time, the three of us, how many times have we sat in this basement to this day, dude, we spend most of our weekends sitting in either this basement or Frank's basement drinking beer and playing video games right. there's times we go on the phoenix phone we're like why the fuck do we just do that yeah yeah like, it's, it's like okay it's, it's fun it. in the moment and then you're like and you get home you're like all right well yeah but but i could have been way better that. just to hang out and play guitar yeah. or some and fucking you do bullshit it, i'm like sure that. you've run into this like with um with like the people we went to high school or for whatever reason our high school has like a really pretty tight connection we talked about this um, yeah with one of our mutual friends this past weekend and you tell that to other people who don't understand it and they're like, well, that's fucking weird. You still talk to those people? I'm like, well, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, I have connections with these people. These people understand me. I know their fucking families. Like, I know their story. Yeah. They they call our friend group in Los Angeles Little Birdsboro because we yeah. have literally 11. There was yeah. at one point 11 of us from Birdsboro within like a three block radius. <laughs> All oh living God. in Los Angeles. That's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? And we were always doing shit together. And right. it was like when we were all together as a group, like people would feel like so out of place because we're talking about shit from childhood. Right. And they're like, mm-hmm. we literally don't talk to like more than like one or two people that we went to high school with. And here's 11 of us sitting Easily. around at dinner. You There'd know what I mean? Yeah. You. you know what I mean? Like just as And easily. you could all connect on, on a different level. And right. it's it's weird when you grow up in this like small town and that's like a big thing. Like I, I learned when I moved to Los Angeles is like nobody's actually connected to anybody out there. There's no real friendships. Right. I've heard that before. Like I have heard hearing other people say it, it's just everybody's so fake to each other. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. They'll be talking shit and then like the person's name will come across their phone for a phone call and they'll answer, Hey hey bud. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, what? what? <laughs> Hit that ignore button if yeah, you really yeah, feel that way yeah. or answer and tell them how you feel. Because, like, you guys probably do the same shit. You call your friends out on their bullshit all the time. Oh, my God, dude, nonstop. Frank, Jay just you know? roasted Frank the other day. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Me and him went back at it a couple times. You're pissing me off. I'm going to tell you you're pissing right. me off. I can't tell you how many times, like, me and Cook would get into it, and I would literally walk home yeah. from where we were because I was so angry about the conversation <laughs> we just had. But I, you know, but he was my best friend. Right. Like, you know, and that's what it came down to best friend though dude is it, and that real connection is if you're able to freak the fuck out of each other because that's how you get past things too you know right. what i mean you're not ignoring it you're going like, it doesn't break the friendship exactly too. you're able to do that and then go right if back you ignore there, okay, it and whatever. you dance around something that you're asking for something bad because it's yeah. gonna come back up yeah. right you know what i mean well they Either you bite it on the head or you yeah. let its ass come in that's why yeah. like like russians like are so like happy in a sense like they're the most ignorant assholes <laughs> that you'll meet because they're not hiding it Exactly. And it's Everybody like and like so. I read it in the same book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, where he talks about like he went like abroad and like talked to these mm-hmm. people and like he was sitting down to dinner with a chick and she straight up said, Well, that's fucking stupid. And he was so taken back because right. like this is something he like opened his heart up and and <laughs> you know, and she said, Oh no, that's fucking stupid. And then he was like, I'm so taken back, but like within a couple months he was like, I was feeling the freest I ever been because yeah. I don't need to like pretend anything. Like yeah. I can just be that's so blunt and open. I don't know how I would take that. Just someone put like, it right in your like ass right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on how hot she is, I'd be like, 
You're right. You're yeah, so, you're so, right. so right. You're right. <laughs> Taking it right in the ass right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip the foreplay. We're just going yeah. thumb right <laughs> off the ass. You know I mean? like we're, we're going straight into this. Dude, that's a trip, though. It's, it's interesting. So what is it like going – because I, I think about it all the time because like, I'm, I'm probably going to move towards the Philly area soon. And it's what is it like going from small town fucking USA to – LA, like Fucking city, biggest town. Yeah, LA. it's complete culture shock. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when I first got there, yeah, I'm taken back. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is so dope. And like you walk into like a like a restaurant or something, you see somebody famous, and you're like, wow, dude, I just saw this person. And like right. you're taken back by everything. And then like you settle in. Like for me at least, it was like I settled in, and then I was like, fuck LA. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. Like most of the time, it's like, fuck this place. Mm-hmm. I enjoy myself more in birdsboro than i do in los angeles obviously i can't come back here for fucking reasons right you know what i mean like i'd fall into that i'd get bored after a while Mm -hmm. but for me it's like there's something special about small town and like pennsylvania in general but like a small town pennsylvania there's something special about like the people here and like everybody knowing each other and like being connected and then like you go to los angeles and it's like there's so many people but nobody fucking looks up from their phones or like Mm -hmm. talks to you it's like it's like you, it's all about what you have or what you can give somebody out there. Right. And if you don't have it, you know, you're nothing to yeah. these people. And, like, when you come back here, it doesn't matter what car you're driving, what right. you're wearing, like, what degree you have in college. Like, none of that shit matters. Mm-mm. We can all go sit at the bar at Island Pizza, chill the fuck out, and just talk about life. It doesn't yeah. matter if I haven't seen you guys in fucking – I haven't seen yeah, you we, guys it's in been, – It's been fucking dude, years. You know what I mean? Long. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's been a like, very long time, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like we're sitting down and like having a more connected conversation than I've had with anybody in Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 Like, it's, it's funny. We, I literally walked into the basement, like, and it's just like, hey, Matt. Like, Super hey, normal. Yeah. Just okay. like, hey, like, just, Matt's hey, I'm here. seeing you yeah. again. Yeah. You know right. I mean? When we pulled up, it's like, oh, Matt's here. Yeah. And then, oh, Matt's inside already. Yeah. Like, yeah. Super easy. It's it's interesting, man. Like, everybody's, like, very deep-rooted here, you know? Like, right. there's a lot of really deep connections that I guess you don't get. I wonder why the fuck that is, dude. Just because of the small I like, think it's just a crossover, or? man. Because you, yeah. we get, there's what? In our town, there's one pizza shop. There's one grocery store. There's one gas station. Yeah. And there's a fucking McDonald's. You're gonna see people, right? There's, you run into you one run bar. into people like, everywhere. You're gonna run into people, so it, it's crazy. Yeah, man, that's that's fucking wild. Um, mm. The most important question I have for you, though, and I've been like trying to figure out how to ask this, is if you had two superpowers. Oh, this guys, you really fucking go. If you had two superpowers, <laughs> let's start with this. If you had two superpowers, what would they be? You can pick any two that you want. You can make them up. You can steal them from another, from a superhero, anything. Okay, well, I've always wanted to do invisibility. Okay, so you're invisible, pervert. Okay. Keep going. That's exactly <laughs> why. Yeah. Well, I got my control. I picked my control, and they're just like, well, we know you're well, doing Right, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, there's always consent in that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just invisible consent. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Right, no, but, I'm like... Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. We kid here. <laughs> we, 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 we kid here. But, yeah, no, for me, it was always invisibility from, like, the time, like, I, like, actually like, started having an interest in women. Like, right. it would be, like, how sick would it be? <laughs> Dude, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going down this yeah, path. We need it. You know? And then I probably would, would do flying. Okay, okay, so, so you can you're fly and you're invisible. Now, yeah. here's the next question. What's your superhero name? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> to give you a little background, mine is... Uh, my powers were um, mind control and... Um, fuck. Uh, oh, um, regeneration. Yeah, regeneration. So, regeneration. So, if I got hit or something, I'd right, regenerate Right, like really Wolverine. Quick. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And his name was D-Man. <laughs> short for Dolphin Man. Okay. My, my backstory oh, was right. that I had a, an interaction backstory. with a dolphin when I was young that uh, I can't really, like, I don't talk about, yeah, but it was just a violent it. interaction with a dolphin when I was young. Yeah. Okay. Mine was um, I could shred the guitar so hard that I could kill you with it, <laughs> and I was the most intelligent 
being in right. the universe. Right. Okay. And Frank was. I was flying in super strength, and my super and my name was Frank. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. very planned, yeah. very planned. So, but what maybe, we like yeah, to maybe, do maybe. is make it realistic, and that every superhero has its faults. Yeah. So right? what's your one weakness? So everyone so, has a weakness. Like for example, Frank could fly, but he's afraid of heights. So I only fly That's five perfect. feet in the air, just like that. I was super intelligent, but I was also dyslexic, so I couldn't uh, read anything. Okay. And yours? I remember what mine was. Yours dude. was brittle bones. Oh yeah, yeah brittle bones. But I brittle bones, so I'm just barely keeping myself alive. <laughs> also, I'm afraid of water because of the dolphin thing. Yeah, the dolphin uh, thing. We're yeah. not going to oh, talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we can't talk about it. It might have been rape. It might have okay. been assault. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was so you're, okay. fly, you're flying <laughs> invisible. I'm flying in invisibility. So the invisibility, I'd want to get close to women, right? But right. like, what if? I'm like nearsighted and I, you know, I can't see. <laughs> I can't see what That's I'm actually trying good. to look at. Mm. You know, or closed or you're just fucking blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you can't, you can't control no, when you turn invisible. Yeah. When you don't. Or you're just fucking blind. blind. You're yeah. 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 blind. I'm blind. You don't get to use it. You can't use it. They just feel this like weirdness like all over their body. And it's like I'm just. No, fine. you're invisible. Whenever you're real, you're invisible. Whenever you get an erection, you become visible again. Oh shit. Damn, I'd be so. Dude, fucked. the worst. <laughs> Just... So, what's your what's your name? What's your superhero name? Um, I got one in my head already. Oh man, I'm kind of interested in what you have to Visible say. Boner? Visible boner. Visible boner. <laughs> Go with G spot. G spot. <laughs> Dude, this is the weakest super superhero team in the entire world. Yeah. D man, G spot, We've been Frank, <laughs> and <laughs> and I was Shredzilla. Yeah, Shredzilla. Shredzilla. So, who's like, our uh, main fucking villain, dude? Like the villain. That's what we've villains. been trying to figure yeah. out. Me and Jay. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little teaser here. Yeah, you we, can. we got um we got something brewing in the background. Uh, the Frog Splash Boys are are working on brewing a beer, mm-hmm. and we got a little concept art. So we're trying to think of a. Dog, did you guys see what I said? Yeah, you? I did, man. We've got no, we've didn't. got an artist that does some serious work. Oh yeah, yeah I did see that actually. So so we're working on brewing right. a beer for you, for us. Yeah, <laughs> for, you for us, for us, for us. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're gonna have a, a big. Not a big event, a little event. Yeah, a small gathering. But uh, we're trying to think of a villain for the for the frogs. Yeah, we're black thinking boys. rats. Like if you, if, what would what do you think a frog's biggest villain would be? I said mm. snakes. Dude, snake, probably a snake, snake is up there. How do snakes fight? Birds, play, dude? birds are definitely up there. Oh, birds, birds are up there. Bird. For some reason, I thought about an owl, dude. That'd be owls eat them too. I thought owls come down and snack them. Hawks. Dude, a fucking owl would get destroyed by a bullfrog. You're an idiot, dude. You dude think they eat bass because they're in the water. Oh. Uh, bring, a, bring an owl to the home court of a, of a bullfrog. How is a All frog right. getting up a tree to eat an owl? The owl just comes Doesn't in. Need to. No, no, no. It says, hey, Yank. man, come eat me. And then the owl like fucks up and hits the water, and then the bullfrog eats All right, silver it. Is the owl gonna really going to fuck up? All right, silverback no, versus owl. Fucking go at him now. A silverback versus owl. How many owls uh, can a silverback bat. gorilla kill? <laughs> How many silverback? How many are coming at it at one time? No. Uh, as many as you can think surface of. Surface area of the gorilla. So yeah. as many can fit. Oh, man. That's got to be Dude, 65. Dude, he's just a little load. fucking yeah, yeah. 65. About 65. I'm going way higher. You think way 100 higher. owls can attack a, a, a silverback? Silverback. Yeah, they're just once. pecking at him. Yeah, bro. They have they fucking thumbs, They got crazy talons, though, dude. They're going to catch those things in midair and rip them in yeah, half and break their necks. 30 of them, right. yeah. them coming like fucking darts into the back of the gorilla. Yeah. It's a lot of blood loss, man. It's cool. You can't keep that up. Dude, I don't know, man. I'm going He's with also at least like 150 pounds. to 200. 150 to 200. I respect that because wow, that's a lot of owls. Yeah, I, I have Holy respect. Shit. How many five year olds could you kill? They come in waves. Jesus of 10. Christ! By bare hands. Yep. Mm. But you also have whatever clothes you're wearing. So you might yeah, have a so belt you, on. You might have some shoes. So I can strangle them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going with. <laughs> Maybe you have your your uh, everyday machete on you, or okay. or no, you, you have a fat watch on that you can put on your. Oh. Belt. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. 
86 and like three quarters, and that last kid's gonna be on life support after, okay, like, okay, you know, okay. he's gonna be but a vegetable. He ends up killing you. Yeah, yeah but then you're That's dead. That's all good, man. How does he get you? Yeah, how does he kill you? Uh, he's gonna be the one who like bites my testicles off, you think and that's, then I'm that's gonna how bleed out. Yeah, because like he's gonna yeah. be low, like at that They'll point, low, you know. Right. That's you he's know. gonna sneak up. He'll probably behind. be on the ground and naked at that point. Which whoa, yeah, wait, why mean, are you dude, naked? All they have is how they claws. Five year olds have claws. He at said that he was point. naked. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, <laughs> how does he bite your testicles off through your jeans? Well, he doesn't. The jeans were bitten really sharp. Yeah, man, you got a lot of kids coming at you at once, dude. They're gripping at everything. You never know what's gonna happen. Is your magic gonna make you naked? You just bite your sack off. Nobody wants to fight a naked man that's yeah. true <laughs> that is the one way yeah. to avoid a fight if you're gonna get your ass beat get butt ass naked you and he probably isn't gonna come out they will just kick your ass anyway they yeah, get what knocked they, out what they stop and they're like yeah fuck it I'm gonna still beat us yeah like, fuck this guy and you then you're in the hospital naked you weren't accounting for that one five year old warlock that has the power to rip the clothes <laughs> off of uh, yeah dude that is true cause you might get that kickball yeah. there's one wild card in yeah, there he, and he says I've seen that like you guys ever see that that little like 10 year old or whatever who's lifting weights and he looks like oh he's a fucking shredded I saw that yeah yeah. So like he might come at you and wave number like five little Hercules. Like is that yeah. Yeah. yeah? He might come yeah, as like he's a boss. also like four foot one. You could just pick your knee up and right in his jaw. You couldn't take one punch from him. You could sleep him. You could not Hercules. You. Yeah, I would eat a punch from little Hercules, and then he would eat you. Alive. He would crack your jaw. No, he wouldn't. I think he would. He oh, he's even. taking in like three hundred grams of protein a day. So he's just shit every second, like two seconds in yeah. the middle of the fight. Just shit yeah, he just actually take yeah. a poop. <laughs> he's a skunk. Hang on, time out. <laughs> Yanking, Whoa. dude, that so, was so much louder than I intended yeah. it to be. Yeah, that was disgusting, Frank. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure if that was real or not. Um, what was my next question? Um, do you t- so you work out a lot? That's your new thing. That's how you yeah. keep yourself busy. Yeah, do you six take, days a week. Do you take any supplements for that? No, Pre- I mean protein, I, creatine, creatine. You know, but that's yeah. like other than that, no. I mean. I mean, it, it gives you a little bit of, like, water weight, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it makes you a little bit bigger. Right, no bloated. pre-workout? No, no pre-workout. That goes back to, you like, caffeine. You probably have a heart attack if yeah, you take that exactly. much once. Yeah, exactly. not having caffeine for a while. Yeah, so no no supplements, no pre-workout. Interesting. I sometimes take pre-workout yeah, the in the pre- car and think I'm on math. I would do pre-workout, and I would just fucking feel terrible after doing it, dude. Yeah, I, don't, I threw up. Dude, you can I, I threw up after A lot of people do. It's like, it's dude, it's like hundreds of milligrams of caffeine. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, gut. and I don't really Scratch drink it. coffee or anything, man. I puked everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm scratching my arm till I'm fucking bleeding when I take pre-workout. I catch dude, myself my from time to time so feeling easy. like I'm going to throw up off of it, but. Yeah. I ca- I'm like grabbing my chest the entire time yeah. I'm working. I'm like, oh, fuck, here it is. I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah, wait, what was it? Did my heart beat yet? Yeah. I want to talk about your fucking job, dude, because you got a cool ass job. I <laughs> do. You? Yeah, um, I do. <laughs> I do. Do I? You know, I see. I get, if, if it's, here's if, the thing, I get that all the time, and like, yeah, it's pretty dope. But like, I've never skated a well, day. Say in my, what you do. So say like, you do. for the background for the people, I design right. skate parks for cities all throughout the country, and then like occasionally we work with like like Mexico City and Panama and like Red Bull and like all this other all shit. Hispanic cities exclusively. Right. You know, skating actually pretty much like outside of I mean outside of the US. Right. Yeah. Like but it's skating is massive. Like it's going to be in the Olympics in 2020. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah like yeah, sure. it's, I thought that shit was dying with Tony Hawk, dude. Oh, I thought when no, he hit the bro. dirt that you ever watched No, bro. It's dude? it's it's bigger than ever, yeah, man. Are filthy. It is literally bigger and, than ever. And the thing that's crazy is like with each year, I mean obviously like the fucking tricks these dudes are doing are just like how many tricks room. are there, dude? Well, that's the thing. They're making like what else can you tricks? come up with, bro? How many times like can you twirl do that this. board? <laughs> and then they land on the fucking board. Dude. Everybody goes, "Oh my god, oh my nobody's god. ever done that." 
and then it's fucking they <laughs> that's just the next trick. And then it's a new trick. You got eleven year olds like snapping yeah. their knees trying yeah. to do it. Dude, yeah. there's well, this... no, you don't even see eleven year olds. That's, that's, that's why I understand what you're saying. You think it's dying out because I don't see fucking anybody yeah, skateboarding. Dude, I don't anymore. see like, anybody doing. They're all playing fucking Fortnite, maybe doing we're on their phones, weird, jerking off or something. Maybe we're in a weird area though. Maybe they're doing it. Like, do you see eleven year olds skating? Oh my god, it's massive in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, we're just in a weird area. It's big in the city of Philadelphia though. Like if you go into Philly, like you're gonna see a lot of people skating. Like it is blowing up. Like we are always busy. Like I. When I first took the job, I was like, okay, this is, like, going to be cool for, like, a year or two, right? right? I didn't think that we were going to be this busy year after year, right. like, that's all like, the how time. How skate parks can you build? And that's what I'm saying, dude. But, like, we'll have, like, five or six come on at, like, one time, and, like, they'll get cranked out. Like, the design will get cranked out in about four weeks, and then they'll start construction and have that done in another month. So the, the turnaround for a skate park realistically is like a month and a half. Bro, it's so fast because it's just like pouring concrete and like forming and, dirt. Yeah. And they have what, molds and shit? Yeah, I mean, for some, like we have like precast molds that we right. do, but like others are like... build them too? Yeah, we oh, do. Wow. We do. We keep it so it makes it like so much more smooth because right, yeah, we right. keep it all in-house. Right right are and these like, free skate parks? Yeah. You can just go... How do you make money off them then? So the city, like they're funded by the city okay. and then the city pays us for the design and the build. And like, I'll, dude, I'll see like skate parks come through and like the budget on them is like 750 grand sometimes holy and we're turning shit. that around in like two months bro that's shit really in the, i'm in the wrong damn yeah. business Dude, how big are these skate parks though are they like some of, yeah some of them are like massive like we did one in san diego that was like two parts so it was like a pump track mm-hmm. and then a skate park and that thing was like a couple thousand square feet you know, and, and it's like, you get some pretty big yeah, skate parks, yeah. you know, it depends on where it is. And they'll throw in like small ones too. Right. Yeah. Like just like for people like to come and like, yeah. you know, just and it's, it's good for like all the communities too. Cause it is a place for like their kids to get out and do mm-hmm. something in like a spot where, you know, they're going to be right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Do you have to wear a helmet while you design them just to be really innocent? Yeah, man. Well, yeah. that's because I, like, bash my head off the, like, desk a lot. You know, like, I go, I get a little insane. He's got his skateboard at his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Like, like no, I've no, never no. skated a day in my life. Like, I maybe picked up a... surprising because you look I, like the type of dude that might like, jump boy. on a skateboard. Like, kind of like a douche, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, man. But it's like, I, like, maybe skated one time in fifth grade, probably fell and scraped my knee and was like, I'm good. Give me. A fucking dude. razor. I'll take that to the ankle Hell over yeah. like a scrape knee any day of the oh, week. You're one of the scooter oh, boys. Like <laughs> oh, no, I'm, man, I'm in not with a the scooter, scooter boy. I can never really no, Jay was a fucking feet. shitty mountain bike guy. You I would yeah, yeah, yeah. We already talked about this, dude. Looking in, you didn't even have a mongoose. Did you have a BMX bike when you were growing up? Yeah. See, dick. Yeah, I had a mongoose. A mongoose. Fuck yeah. I had a mongoose. What was your brand? And I had pegs on the front and the back so people could ride on them. So your boys could ride on them. Absolutely, bro. Mountain bikes don't have pegs. We were talking about it in the previous episode. You had shocks. You could tell the people that had mountain bikes and the people that had BMX bikes. You look like a mountain bike guy. Doesn't he? Yeah, I'm a big mountain bike guy. Right, right, I know, I know. It's because superior physique. Not cool. Mental and physical coordination. No, it's just because you don't look like you're coordinated with the rest of your body. Thirteen, actually. <laughs> These are brand new, off the shelf legs. Yeah, dude. no, I don't. I don't have very good coordination. From time to time, I catch myself uh, yeah, but, forgetting that I'm walking. But dead ass, you could ride through a mountain with that bike. Oh yeah, dude, I'm down for trails. Sure. I hit a fucking rock. <laughs> I flip over my handlebars. I cry for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Dog, I had to get like airlifted by my mom out of like several situations. Dude, I got just crazy scars. On Yo, my speaking shit. of airlifts, y'all saw that fucking dude. The grandma, funniest oh, dude with the man. fucking oh, coffin swinging around. Is she dead? She's good. <laughs> what? 
she's good. She's good. Oh, I thought she was in a coffin. Like I, I didn't no. think. No, she was like it was like some important person. She was she was she was dehydrated. I'm fucking thirsty. Let me hit the and then they scream she, Wait, she was airlifted because she was dehydrated? Yeah, she's she just dry heaving the whole time because she can't actually throw up? Yeah, she's got nothing in her. Bring her a Gatorade or a Powerade. Hey, Granny, here you go, well, she's drink. 75 she's 75 years old, Frank. Old, she's not getting back down that mountain anytime soon. they got to close the park. So why they just put her inside the helicopter? So, That's a good point. Because, oh, they couldn't land. They couldn't Because land. here's the better They're option. They're on a mountain. Pick her up off the ground and whip her around, dude. <laughs> that gets yeah, so much like more content. She was. Her brain was probably scrambled and... Dude, oh, dude, she's probably, she's probably just like fucking yucking everywhere. To <laughs> no, I think she was knocked out because... Oh, you're definitely knocked out at that point. Do you th- if it wasn't from the dehydration, it's from it's, the fucking yeah, centrifugal force. No, I think force. she was knocked out from the dehydration, though. And then they loaded her up. Oh, she's not going to remember this one, boys. Yeah, for but sure. that fucking news, other helicopter, and you are going to remember. And you saw them? They were they would lift her up, the spinning would stop, and they're like, fuck, we can't get her up. He's they like trying to grab the rope. Yeah. Like, she's going to fucking do faster, this. Dude. It was, that thing was She's like 9,000 RPMs, dude. Yeah. It was impressive, actually. It was really good. It was really quick. impressive. I wonder impressive. if she was like walking on the walls inside that little thing. You know yeah. how like that thing at the carnival yeah. where you could like stand on the walls? Oh, the Gravitron? Yeah. I wonder if she was doing cool tricks. No, I don't think she was doing that. She was probably. Her lips were probably doing that. Super slept team, dude. Yeah, her lips and eyelids were probably doing super that impressive yeah. for her doing that spin fast or but, surviving, but maybe. also unimpressive for them boys up there. Yeah, man, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm with just the happy the cameraman caught all of it, dude. That shit was <laughs> yeah, fucking hilarious. He probably saw that and he was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be yeah. good content. I'm get yeah. money off this." Yep, we're Dog, selling that's what they this video. Those wildfires you guys had, it's just grandma Bro. spinning and blowing oh, yeah, them out. Did you, get, did you get hit by it? You like, sent me pictures, dude, and I was blown away. It was insanity. And so, like, all right. So in California, every year to register your car, you have to pay based off the value of your car. So to get the like two little stickers that says like July of like yeah. 2020, mm-hmm. you have to pay. Like I pay $400 for those stickers. Right. And I remember tweeting out like the first time I did that, I can't wait for this entire place to catch on fire and burn to the ground. Oh, fuck. Oh, did no. not age well. Mm-mm. Yeah, super insensitive. <laughs> so I, I thought back to that when I right. saw Like I walked out of my apartment one morning and I just look up and like it becomes normal because this happens every year. Like right. this was like severe. But this like, was like I, the I remember time, right? Yeah, and I remember looking up and being like, oh, we're on fire again. All good. Mm-hmm. Went to work, Googled California wildfires, and it was like this is the biggest fire like California has ever seen, like evac. And like we could see the flames like at night sure. from my apartment. And we were not that far off from, like, having what? to get evacuated. Like, you walked out, and it was, like, smoke everywhere. Really? Like, like, you, you could fully... Your, my eyes were on fire. Really? Like, driving, dude. Like, I needed, oh, like, yeah. all the wind... Like, waking up in the morning, like, your throat's dry. Holy if you leave, like, your window shit. open. Like, dude, it that was... cannot be healthy. It, it was yeah. raining ash on car... Oh, it's not healthy at all. Fuck like, we already no. have a smog problem yeah, out there, yeah, and now yeah. we're just... Dude, burning. I just, I just saw a picture of that fuck one of the highways down there. Yeah, it's like you can see like the fucking. The people smog, drive dude. down the highway and it's burning on the side. No, of we. The smog, so we. The smog I was smog. talking about, but so me, Becca and Zach, being kids from Birdsboro, went towards the fire. Of course, yeah. You Check know, because right, you know everybody yeah. else is like, this is. It's like a car accident. You want yeah. to see what happened. So we went as close to the fires as we possibly could to like where the roads were blocked off, and like I remember like going up there and like everything was just hazed. And like you could just like smell everything burning. It's like a movie, like- dude. It's it's like I can't really put in the words like what exactly we looked at. I just know like I remember having this like sick feeling in my stomach because like we have a lot of friends from out there, right? And like they lost like seeing like their Instagram yeah. posts where like everything burnt to the ground. It's just like you just feel for these people because it's like damn, they just literally lost everything, yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. 
I watched a video on them, and there was this couple that literally the week before just finished renovating their kitchen. Right. Like oh. put like hundred thousand dollars into renovating their kitchen, and the next week their house burnt. Bro, out. it's like heartbreaking driving through those like hills afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah. you see people like in the rubble, like, like the picking ruins. up, find their shit. Right, and it's just like these people are just crushed, and they're like, like there's like a lot of like older people up there. Oh my god, dude. You know, and it's just like you're just you lose everything. Like, did anybody die? Did they, did they, they yeah, there was a couple, there was a couple yeah, there was a couple deaths up there, and like. Not the worst, a lot, though, right? Is that just not, people not, not evacuating? Like, they did a pretty good job of evacuating. They evacuate them pretty quick. Right. Because, like, what happens is it gets real dry in, like, October, November. And right. I think that's around when it started was, yeah. like, October. Um, and everything just the burns. Ones, yeah, it, like it, ju- it just catches. And then, it like, everything around Once it burns. Once they know that that's starting yeah. to happen. And then, like, like, like to add insult to injury, rain comes almost immediately after those fires. But everything's just dirt. So it's just mudslides like crazy. Oh so God, whatever whatever was like left, like their foundations were just getting sent with these mudslides. If they were like on a hill and like yeah. the rest of their like they didn't even have a foundation. Dark, to come that's home Mother to. Nature saying get out. Of the Is there hills. anything they can do about that though? Because you said it usually starts around like September October, right? I mean, I, I it's you climate. would you would Is it usually, yeah. But is there anything they can like? I don't know what. What are they gonna do? I don't know what they could do. Spray but it is with there fucking anything they could do. Like if they set something up. Where, like, well, you don't know where it's going to fucking start. And yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean if it happens or... so much out there, which it does. No, they can, I think is it's just something the they could possibly do. A handful of deaths is that's what they can do. They can just be prepared to evacuate. Yeah. yeah it's and like, what get, just you minimize the I mean, this was like the worst then. it's ever been. Yeah, like, they, they, they are, all, like, I feel like they have to be somewhat prepared for this. But, like, for these ones, like, it was like there was no preparing because it jumped like a six lane highway. Which is insane for that, wow. and like burned along the beach. That's never happened before. So like, there was like pictures like of like horses on the beach, because like the people needed to find somewhere to take right. them, and you just see flames behind them. That's and there's like llamas and shit. Like, well, there's the farmers back. and shit too. Yeah, that's that real. I think is are some of the people that get affected the most because Absolutely. they lose their crop and then they their livestock. What are you, you got thirty dude. cows, bro? What are you gonna do? Throw them in the back of your Honda? Like you're yeah. you're you're beat. You're beat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's so their livelihood there too, man. Yeah, the big whole, time. That's how they fucking make cash. Imagine being an insurance company in California this year. Yeah, they're you, fucked. You pay so out. much. Money. They're paying out millions and millions and millions yeah. of dollars. Or like an architecture firm, bro. You got a lot of houses to design now. Yeah, bro. You know, as fucked as it is, yeah, you know, yeah. like there are some people who profit off this, sure. and it sucks oh, that they have to. But it's like you know, you're in the right business for that. It's a circle of life. <laughs> and like baby, everybody yeah, out there is worried about like the big earthquake that's supposed to right, hit, right. and like it's supposed to go along the San Andreas Fault, and like we're not supposed to have like power, and like people aren't supposed to be able to get to us for about like a week or two. Like it's gonna be mayhem when Do that. Do you think one that's hits. gonna happen? I mean, they say it's like fourteen years overdue. So like every time an earthquake starts to Have hit. Have you felt one? Yeah. What do you feel like? Uh, nothing. I'm like <laughs> super unimpressed because like I live close to the quarry in Birdsboro, oh, and when yeah. they do a blast, oh, yeah. that shakes my house yeah, way yeah. harder <laughs> than any of the earthquakes yeah, I've ever bro. felt. You Dude, know, I was at my grandmother's house. She lives in Birdsboro. Um, I grew up in Birdsboro, but. I was at my grandma's house and one of them hit, dude, and it was like, yeah. And you're, you're I was literally grabbing the fucking couch. Yeah, our our ceiling bad? at our house. Oh crazy. my god, dude, our ceiling is cracked from the quarry doing blasts. It's like, crazy. if followed like the like outline of like our ceiling, and I was just like, yeah, it's way harder than anything I've felt in California. Right. <laughs> but like, if I start to feel something like that, then I'll know like the big one is hit, and we are Fuck. fucked. Right. <laughs> like are there you, is. Are you in an apartment complex? Like, are you up? Yeah. How, how many floors? I mean, I'm on, like, the third floor that, that we're on, but it's, like, 
I don't know, man. It's gonna be bad. Like, <laughs> like that's all it comes down to. Is like when it when it finally hits, it's like I like I'm not even slightly prepared. Like I haven't right. packed anything for yeah. this. Well, like, just get some canned food, dude, and some right. fucking bottles of water. Yeah, and just post out on the sidewalk until you know they come yeah. and save us. Yeah. But like, there's gonna be people like going nuts and like stealing shit and like Hell doing yeah, everything looting, I can. It's looting, gonna dude, be. It's gonna turn to fall. Can you guys it's even gonna, own guns in California? Uh, I don't know if you can, dog. I think super no, difficult. It's uh, New York. You Wait, can't what did you say? In. What did you say? I said, can you own guns in California? You can. Yeah, but it's super difficult. I mean, you can I, own guns everywhere, right? There's no, there's yeah, no but ban like, on guns anymore. As far yeah. as I know, like nobody will talk about it because you'll get shunned out there if you own a gun. So yeah, I believe that. really. Yeah, I believe that, dude. You know how fucking progressive they are, or like liberal and stuff. Is yeah. that the right way to pre- like, almost had, like stuck up then type. Yeah, to an extent. Like this, yeah, like this development. Yeah, like stuck up as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this development sucks, dude. I'll tell I you, fucking hate these this, idiots, dude. man. There was a, they have this Facebook group, and one of the people posted and was like, "Hey, someone like at this address literally said their entire address was like, you just got, mowed your lawn and there's grass clippings on your sidewalk. Move yeah. them." I dude, my, my mom and, say, and dad were right, talking about that one time. <laughs> it's like, like he, the guy was like. I'm walking my dog, and I don't want to be stepping in your lawn clippings. I'm like, dude, walk on the street, uh, grass. walk dickhead. on the yeah. street, wipe your feet at the dude, door. They yeah. they yelled at us or on just that group chat your for house with the grass. Do you know when you come up black? You probably can't even fucking see it, but you come up blacksmith, and my, my fucking trampolines right inside of my it house. Every single time, it's an eyesore. They're like, we're like, right. Um, at 100 Timberline Drive, um, your trampoline's an eyesore. Dude, my dad literally read it and was just like, huh? Just was like, fuck it. I'm calling the cops on that trampoline. Yeah, yeah, I Dude, already and, called yeah, three or four the times. fuck they called the cops on the one guy wearing the hoodie, walking home at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I wonder who that was. Mr. Peterson. Was that it you? Was yeah, it was him. Yeah. Your boy. Yeah. Well, crawling dude, home. they called the cops apparently because I was walking there with her. I was leaving here drunk as all fucking piss, walking back to my house. that's right over there. That's incredible. And they called the cops on me for it. And somebody commented, "I don't think it. I don't think it wasn't me because it was cause apparently it happened the same night, like one of uh, the kids down here." But they said, though, one of the parents kind of was like, what, like, people can't walk on the sidewalk anymore? Like, well, that was the whole thing. They were walking yeah. on the sidewalk three o'clock in the morning. I mean, they if were, you see anybody... They were. Like, if you see anybody up here, I mean, it would be a little weird, but never to the extent where I'm like... I wouldn't, oh, call, I I wouldn't call, tell anybody about it. Yeah, but if they look like Frank in a hoodie... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call the cops. There's, like, an animal out here with mange walking around. Like, I don't know what's going on, but, like... But seriously, though, man, like, what? Like, if you see, if you walk downstairs, so you fucking wake up, you're going to get a water bottle. You're walking downstairs. You see somebody walking, like, down the street throughout the morning. Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, what the fuck? But I'm, I'm going to wait like, till they okay, pass I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah, yeah well, you were probably... Well, okay, if there's... I'm probably... Like, you were drunk, dude. Somebody's you fucking probably or standing crazy, there dude. staring at someone's house for yeah. a like, couple... This is my off, house. Like, you see jerking off? No, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> I respect it. Why do you guys think people keep turtles as pets? That's what's been what? my, that's what's been on my mind all. Is day. there a problem with that? Because like I had turtles growing up my so whole life. That's what I was just wondering. Because I got my dick. turtles in this development. And I'm thinking, it always happens when we sit here like this. I mean, for us, like we always had like these big box turtles, and we kept it in a, like a pen outside. Uh, okay, that's Yo, pretty good. Life. And, it, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. then like one day I think it ran away or somebody let it, it go. You know, I don't know how far it got. Fences. Yeah, turtles can. Oh yeah. I don't know how to explain it to you, dude. My fucking cousin had a turtle and my mom was supposed to watch them and she put them outside and they baked in the sun and they <laughs> and they t- they told like my cousins that the turtle ran away, ran away. so marino 
Yeah, probably they might not. Have just <laughs> <beat>. <laughs> yeah, if it turned base in the sun, it deserves to die. Well, we had like this little like piece the... of wood over top where it could like get in the shade. Like we were very kind to this turtle. Well, that's mm. nice. You know, like we we took good care of our pets. Good because I had the, the you know the number for the animal control. Yeah, seriously, yeah. you gotta yeah. put speed dial for yeah. Frank at this point. Yeah. <laughs> get a haircut, man. I'm so tired. For of it. sure, get haircut, I'm getting dude. it tomorrow, man. Get for graduation, just relax, man. It's good, man. I was seeing how long it was gonna get, and now it's where do you go? Too long. Who does my hair? Yeah, my mom. Oh, okay. I'm sick of people that don't get their hair cut, and that's a fact. Your hair is so much longer than mine. I. Dude, his hair. I is like. Just... I like his hair. I saw it when I walked it's in. It's crazy. It long. looks good. Did he have it down? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it was down. That was the first thing I noticed. Men How could dance you not? on him from behind at the bar, like pretty much Dude, every they weekend. Do. They no, do. I've gotten big. so many free drinks because bartenders call me a girl, and then I say I'm a man, and they say have a free drink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, it's not. You a have a beard. Life. It's an economical decision for the beard. <laughs> Wait, you have long hair with no beard? Mm-hmm. That's weird, Ben. Beard is weird. Beard is beard, weird. No beard with long hair is weird, dude. All right, we're going down a time portal. Let's uh, let's start wrapping this up. We yeah. Are, we, uh, we're right at our point. Um, so, Marina, the last question I have for you, man, is just for anybody that may have listened to this, if, the, if you followed through this long, God bless you. Um, <laughs> do, what, like, just like what concise piece of advice would you give someone that thinks, even if they're not necessarily at their rock bottom, but thinks they might be going down that path? Like, what if you could say one thing to them, what would it be? I mean, it's just that. You never have to go through any of these challenges alone. Like, that's the biggest thing that I had to learn was, like, one, you're not special. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge thing to learn. Like, you you're not. that right around 22 for me. Right. Like, you're not the one person that, like, shit can't work out for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can play the victim card all you want and think, like, this won't be for me and I can't do this. But, you know, there's so many people ahead of you that have done it. Stop thinking you're special. Right. And, like, this isn't to be harsh to anybody. It's just, like, a, a, like a reality of the right. situation is, like, there's no challenge that you're going through no matter how hard it is or like no matter what you're facing that you can't get through if you have the proper support system around you. So if you're lost or you're depressed or you're anxious or you're addicted to drugs or you're heading down that path, like reach out, talk to somebody about what it is you're feeling and like those fears that you have and just let it out and get honest with somebody mm-hmm. for the first time in your life. And I guarantee your life has the potential to change if you put in that work to better it. Fuck. Good shit. That's really good advice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's no, awesome, dude. That's, that's advice that you can take even if, if even if you're not facing problems with addiction. Yeah, yeah literally. You, right. you have the power to, to if you're change the way you're going through going. anything, do it with it. Like, ask for support. Ask 100%. for help. Yeah. 100%. 100%. There's a million answers out there and a million shit. people willing to help. Yeah, you know? seriously. Don't no do it alone. That. That's that's what it comes down to. Right. You're and, not alone. Right. And there's always people who are willing to listen, I feel like. Even, Absolutely. That's what the internet's no, for. Like, that's like my, even if you feel like you don't have friends, go My online. Instagram messages are always open. I read oh, all yeah. of them. Like, if you're going through, like, anything, like, I implore you to, like, and I'll point you in the right. If I don't have the answer, I know somebody who does. Right, right. right. I'll point you in that direction. You know? That's awesome. It's out there. Shit. Do you have anything you want to plug or anything like that? Or just no, good advice? Good yeah. advice. And, and, and good, good advice. Living. Reach well, out. What's awesome, your Instagram? <laughs> Matt underscore underscore Marino. Two? Two underscores, man. Somebody had the one underscore taken? Oh, dude, there's there's a lot of Mamarinas in this world, man. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, dude. (laughs) The world is in it, bro. 100%. Well, good shit, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. This was awesome. This was really great. I want to shout out what I said earlier. We got a beer in the works. Yep. Um, Hell yeah. So you, in, in, what, I think we... I don't know. We don't some have time. A, yeah. Some time. I can't put a time on it. We're, Would it be this working. summer? Can we say at yeah. least this yeah, summer? This yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, this okay. Summer. We got something coming. This coming summer. summer of 2019. Next um, couple weeks going <laughs> into the beginning. Like of, Thank you. Dicks. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Keep going. 
Whatever. I'm going, still here. Going into the beginning of July, from here on out, we got some, along with Matt, we have some yeah, we've pretty, got some great pretty guests banger lined guests up. lined yeah. up. We're going to have a good so, time. So you guys need to stay tuned. We're going to freak some people the fuck out, yeah, man. We're going to freak right people there. out. Um, I want to shout out Instagram, frogsplash underscore podcast. Um, we got the Twitter at frogsplash underscore pod. Frogsplash literally everywhere else. Buy our fucking t-shirt on Amazon. Buy the fucking shirts. Yeah. That's right. If you can't find us, we'll find you, baby. Yeah. You guys have anything else? You're welcome. You're welcome. Say you're welcome. You're welcome. You are so <laughs> welcome, baby. I miss you already, and I love you so much.